Welcome back to the War Podcast. I'm going to be doing a recap of each team's draft in the AFC East. Uh, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to go over um, each, do a recap of each team's draft, but I'm going to go division by division. Then after I do that, I'm going to talk about Andy Dalton, who was recently recently released by the Bengals and signed with the Cowboys. And then to finish things off, I'm going to ask my stepdad to come on the pod, and we're going to talk about one of uh, the most interesting prospects in the NBA draft, Tyrell Terry. Um, so yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Starting off uh, in the AFC East with the Dallas Cowboys, who had a really really good draft. And if I if if I could explain their draft or describe their draft with one word, it would be value because they got really really good value with almost all of their picks. Starting off with C.D. Lamb with the 17th pick, uh, C.D. Lamb receiver wasn't a huge need for them, um, considering they signed Demar Cooper, they re-signed him, they ha- they have Michael Gallup, they did lose Randall Cobb, but they just lost Byron Jones uh, in the offseason to the Miami Dolphins, so they really needed a press man corner, but at that spot, the top three corners in the draft, in my eyes, were already off the board, and Jeff Okuda, AJ Terrell, and CJ Henderson, they had all gone off the board before there, before um, this spot, I honestly thought they may go with Caleb on because he had been linked uh, to the Cowboys, I also heard a little, some rumors of Jator um, Gross Matos to Dallas, which would have been crazy, and a lot of people would have thought that was a reach, I actually loved Gross Matos personally, he was my number three edge rusher, or no, my number two edge rusher in the entire class, I love Matos, but they went with CeeDee Lamb, who was the best receiver in the draft, he, he is so good with the ball in his hands, um, and he's very physical, he's a good route runner, not a great route runner, he's not as good as Jerry Judy, but he is a good route runner, he's very physical, um, he's got good hands, and he's just special with the ball in his hands in the open field. He's very elusive, hard to take down. There's multiple plays this season where he had multiple guys around him, and he, he took it for a touchdown. He, he is a fantastic receiver. I like him. Now, the long speed isn't there, but he played faster than his 4-5-40 time, and I think he's special. He's very good. He's been compared to DeAndre Hopkins, and I think that is a really good comparison. I love CeeDee Lamb. He was my number one, number one receiver. And at 17, it's not a big need, but it was the best player available, and that's such a good value. I do like the pick. Uh, now, in the second round, they got Trevon Diggs, Alabama quarterback. And Diggs, I'm not a huge fan of Diggs personally because um, he's, he's kind of slow, not a excellent man corner. Um, he is a good zone corner. Um, but in man coverage, there's times where he just, he, he gets overpowered, but he's very physical, and he's got great ball skills, and I think in the second round, that's a good value for him, um, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be an elite man corner in the NFL, I just don't think he has the speed for that, uh, but he, he is very physical at the line of scrimmage and press, he's very, very physical, and he's got tremendous ball skills, Two really, really good skills for a corner to have. I think he's going to be successful in the, in the NFL. I'm glad the team didn't reach for him in the first round because I didn't have a first-round grade on him. But in the second round, I, I think this is a good selection for the Cowboys. Now, in the third round, at number at pick number 82, they got Oklahoma defensive tackle 
Neville Gallimore, who I absolutely love. Gallimore is a fantastic pass-rushing defensive tackle. I had him as the number three defensive tackle. I kind of went back and forth with Neville Gallimore and Ross Blacklock from TCU on who was my number three defensive tackle. But I value pass rush more than I do uh, gap filling and run stopping. So that's why Gal- that's why Gallimore... Um, exited out Ross Blacklock on my position rankings. Um, but Gallimore, he is a stud. Should have been drafted higher than the third round. Um, I honestly would have been okay with him going first round. He definitely should have went second round. Getting him in the third round is a steal. And like I said, if I had to describe the Cowboys draft in one word, it would be value. They got a lot of very good value with all their picks. And it, it kept going in, into the fourth round. Tulsa cornerback Reggie Robinson was their pick at number 123. And and Robinson is a very athletic boundary corner, um, which is valuable. And in the fourth round, getting that type of player, um, getting that type of cornerback is really, really good. So I love that pick. Um, I mean... That's just, like, get, you needed to fix up your secondary after losing Byron Jones. And they did that with getting Reggie Robinson and Trevon Diggs. I love those two picks. And then they fish, they they worked on the offensive line a little bit, getting Wisconsin center Tyler Biata. I, I don't know how to say his last name. Biatis? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm screwing that up. But they got him with the with the 146th pick. I like, I like him. Um, it's a, it's a really, really good steal. I think he fell because of injury, um, but he's a mobile center, and he can be a long-term starter for the Cowboys. He can kind of replace, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name, Travis Frederick, uh, when he retires. I like the pick. It's just really good value getting Tyler there. Um, I think he could have gone earlier, maybe in the first three rounds, so I like the pick. Then they got Utah defensive end Bradley and I at 179. Just a steal. Um, he said he was like a, one of the 100 best players in this draft, in my opinion. He's not very athletic, but he's got a lot of raw strength and power. And in the fifth round, I believe he went in the fifth round, maybe the sixth round. That's just a steal. Um, I love that pick. And they needed somebody to replace. Uh, what I'm 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 having a brain fart. Uh, ooh, what's his name? He went to the Bears. Mm, Robert Quinn. Was that him? I think so. They need somebody to replace him. I like this pick there. And then they got James Madison quarterback. Ben DiNucci uh, with the 231st pick. Don't have much to say about that. But I really, really love their first six picks. I thought they did a very, very good job um, with their first six picks. Got a lot of good value. Got a lot of talent. Um, I think they, they just they hit a home run with this draft. This is an excellent draft for the Cowboys, so I applaud them. Moving on to the New York Giants. And with the fourth pick, their first selection, they took Andrew Thomas, which is a little bit of a reach. I didn't have him as my number one tackle. I personally had Jedrick Wills as my number one guy. Um, Andrew Thomas was my number three guy. But I'm just so glad they went tackle instead of re- instead of getting Isaiah Simmons, who would have been a great fit for their team. But they gave up 48 sacks last year, which is unacceptable. They needed to shore, shore up their offensive line. They did that with this pick. Although I wouldn't have gone with Thomas. I think it's a very solid selection, Thomas. 
is a great run blocker, a solid pass protector. He can do everything. He's got a very high floor. That's why I like him. And I think this is a really, really good pick. I, I do like this selection. Next up, in the second round, they took Alabama safety Xavier McKinney. Um, I'm not a huge McKinney fan, personally. Uh, I just I value guys who can cover deep into like a deep third and have range and have really, really good speed. I value those guys more than I value box safeties. Um, but McKinney is very, he's versatile. Uh, he can play in the box. He can play deep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him deep much. I would rather have him in the box playing like a slot corner and a linebacker. He's a good tackler. He's got good instincts, good against the run. I like McKinney um, in the second round. That's a good selection. I like that. I would have gone with Delpit or Antoine Winfield Jr., but I do like McKinney, and I think it's a solid value in the second round. Then in the third round, they got Connecticut tackle Matt Pert, who, along with Thomas, is going to help out that offensive line. It's going to improve it. Um, I like the pick there. Then they got UCLA cornerback Darnay Holmes in the fourth round, which is a really, really good selection. Holmes is a fluid cornerback, and he's going to probably be a slot corner for the Giants. I like this pick. I think it's very good. Um, he helps out in that secondary. Then they got Oregon guard Shane Lemieux um, in the with uh, the 150th pick. He just adds depth to the offensive line. I like that pick. Uh, then in the later rounds, they got Penn State linebacker Cam Brown. Minnesota linebacker Carter Coughlin, South Carolina linebacker T.J. Brunson, Minnesota corner Chris Williamson, and Georgia linebacker Tate Crowder. Now, Crowder, Brunson, Coughlin, and Brown, um, those guys have a chance to have an impact um, immediately. I don't know if they will, um, but they have a lot of needs at linebacker. Their linebacking core or their whole linebacking crew is just not that good. I know they signed Blake Martinez. Martinez is okay just doesn't have great instincts. Uh, I mean, I don't love Martinez, um, but I like how they try to focus on their linebacking core a little bit in the later rounds. Um, and getting three, actually four linebackers, that'll do it. I don't know how much of an impact they're going to have early on, uh, but I like those picks. And Chris Williamson at 247, that's a good, a good pick. Uh, now, moving on, the Giants, I mean, they, they reached a little bit on their first two guys. Now, McKinney wasn't a huge reach. I just wouldn't, I don't like him as much as I like Grant Delpit, Antoine Winfield, or Ashton Davis. I had him as my number four safety in the draft. He's a, he's more of a strong safety. I would have gone with Grant Delpit or Antoine Winfield Jr. myself. Uh, but McKinney, solid pick. I do like the Matt Pert pick and the Darnay Holmes selection. Those are really, really good picks. I like what they did with their offensive line. They focused heavily on that on that part of their team, which was a huge need. I like what they did there. And Darnay Holmes, he's just a really, really good value in the fourth round. I like that pick. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, who had a very, very interesting draft. One that I didn't love, but I didn't hate as much as a lot of Eagles fans did. In the first round, they, they selected Jalen Rieger, receiver out of TCU. I'm not the biggest Rieger guy, and I wouldn't have selected him over Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson was easily a better receiver than Rieger. Um, but Rieger's got, got tremendous speed. He's very physical. He's athletic. Uh, he, can, he can make contested catches down the field. Um, I like him. I think he fits in their system, which is why I like this selection, why I don't hate it. I think he's a good fit in the Eagles system. They need a receiver. They got one in Rager who can play outside. He can play inside. He can play in the slot. Um, they run a lot of RPOs. I think he's going to be very good on these RPO passes. Um, I like the pick. 
of course, I would have loved Jefferson here, uh, but they need a receiver. They, they like Rager. I like Rager, too. He's a good fan in that system. I like the pick. I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, in the second round, which is one of the most interesting picks in the entire draft, they selected Jalen Hurts, qu- quarterback out of Oklahoma, who finished. Uh, he was a runner-up in the Heisman race. And, of course, they already have a very good quarterback in Carson Wentz. He's a top-seven quarterback in the league, I think. I love Carson Wentz. I think he's a very talented quarterback. So you might be thinking, why draft Jalen Hurts in the second round when you already have your franchise guy who you're paying a lot of money? And that's just what Howie Roseman does. He's their GM. That's his philosophy. He invests heavily into the backup quarterback position because he believes you're only as good as your worst quarterback. So he invests heavily into the quarterback position. And that's what that's how they won a Super Bowl in 2017. They invested into their backup quarterback. They got Nick Foles. And when Carson Wentz went down with an injury, Nick Foles stepped in, led him to a Super Bowl. Um, now, Jalen Hurts is probably not going not gonna to play quarterback early on. Of course, they have Wentz. Um, he'll play another position. He'll probably play a little bit of running back, maybe receiver. They'll use him. They'll get, they'll get good use out of him early on. But if Wentz goes down, Hurts is going to step in, and he's a good quarterback. I don't, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't even know if he was worth taking in the first two rounds. But he's accurate, he makes plays, and he got better every single year. I think that's very valuable. Um, I don't love the pick. It's very interesting. And a lot of people thought they might go linebacker in the second round. They went quarterback. Interesting selection. I don't love it, but I understand it. Um, and I think they'll they'll get a lot of use out of Jalen Hurts. Now in the third round, they got Davion Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado, who's very athletic, has a ton of speed, um... That's a nice selection. In the fourth round, they got a steal in Clemson safety. Kayvon Wallace at pick 127. I like this pick. He's versatile. He can play safety and kind of a slot corner. Um, I really like Kayvon Wallace. He was a very nice player for Clemson last year. And I think he's, he's a great value in the fourth round. Then they got Auburn guard Jack Driscoll at pick 145, who is going to add some versatility to their, to their offensive line. He can play guard. Maybe he can be a backup center. But he adds depth to the to the offensive line. Then that guy, Boise State receiver John Hightower, who was a good value. He's really good after the catch. Um, so I like that pick at 168. Then they got Temple linebacker uh, Sean Bradley at 196. And uh, after that, they got Southern Miss receiver Quez Watkins, who along with him they also traded for Marquise Goodwins. They just added a lot of speed to their offense in this draft, which I like. Uh, they got a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz in this draft. I love it when teams do that. And they help out their franchise guy. I thought the Eagles did a good job at doing that in this draft. And then they got Auburn tackle Prince Tega Wanago, who fell to the 210th pick because of injury. I like him. He's going to be very effective at the swing tackle. Wanago, very nice selection, especially this late. That's a steal. Then they got Stanford Casey Tuhill um, at pick 233 who was also a very good value when they picked him. I like that selection as well. And that was the Eagles draft. I don't love it. They got some good value picks. I think it's a very solid draft. I do like what they did getting weapons for Carson Wentz, though, which is why, I like, which is why I'm okay with what they did in the draft. Um, but I, I really have a lot of faith in uh, Howie Roseman as a GM. He's a really good decision maker, so I trust him. Um, that's why I think this is a very solid draft. 
Next up, we have the Washington Redskins. This is the final team in the in the uh, NFC East. Uh, starting things off, at number two overall, they selected Ohio State defensive end Chase Young. He was the best player in the draft, in my opinion. I love Chase Young. I think he's a stud. He's going to start immediately and be, and be a high-impact player. I love him. That was a great selection at number two. You could have argued they should have gone quarterback. Um, but I personally think that Dwayne Haskins um, is, a, is a talented quarterback. Um, I think he played very well down the stretch last season. So I don't think replacing him was the smartest decision. I think going with Chase Young, who was the best player in the draft at number two, was a great pick. And uh, then, at number 66, they picked Memphis running back Antonio Gibson, who's versatile. He can play running back and receiver. I love that selection. He can kind of be uh, a Christian McCaffrey-type player uh, for the Redskins. And, you know, they just got Carolina's old coach and Ron Rivera. Um, I like that selection. Then, in the third round, they got LSU tackle Sadiq Charles, who's going to replace um, Trent Williams, who they traded to the 49ers. Now, Charles has some off-the-field issues that he needs to clean up in the NFL, uh, but I like him. He's very athletic. I like that pick. And then in uh, at pick 142, they got Liberty receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden, who had a lot of hype coming into the draft um, in, in the draft community. Um, he's a very, very big receiver, and he can be a mismatch against corners down the field. I like that selection. They're helping out. Dwayne Haskins, getting him some weapons, which I really like. Then they got Keith Ishmael, with a good pick at 156. Then they got, uh, wow, I cannot say that name. Kaliki Hudson, San Diego State Center, or or, sorry, Michigan linebacker um, at 162, who is a a solid pick, and he can play for a long time. Then they got Arkansas safety Cameron Curl and NC State defensive end James Smith-Williams to finish off the draft. Don't have much to say about those guys. Um, I don't know how much of an impact they're going to have early on. Um, but I do like what they did with Antonio Gibson, Sadiq Charles, Antonio Gandy Golden, Chase Young, and Keith Ishmael. I think those were solid selections. They got some weapons for Dwayne Haskins, and they got the best player in the draft in Chase Young. A very solid draft for the Redskins. Um, I thought I think the Cowboys easily had the best draft out of anybody in the NFC East. I thought they, they just killed the draft. Thought they did a great job getting good value at each selection, so I applaud them. Uh, moving on to Andy Dalton. Let's talk about him. So, last week, the Bengals cut him, which freed up $17.7 million in cap space, which is a great move by them. I personally like Dalton. I think he's a solid quarterback. He's underrated. I think he gets too much disrespect. Um, but, you know, with that much cap space available if they cut him, it it was the only, like it was a, it was the right decision, and really the only choice they had they had to cut Dalton, um, and that basically just guarantees that Joe Burrow is going to be the starter week one. So I like that move, um, and a lot of teams could have used a backup quarterback, including the Rams, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Broncos, and of course the Cowboys. And um, he possibly could have gone to the Patriots and started. But I, I think the Patriots love Jared Stidham, who they drafted in the fourth round last year. I think they like him. And they've seen enough in practice and in games to where they think he's their he's their franchise guy. So I don't think that was a realistic option. Um, and he could have gone to the Jaguars and been their backup for uh, uh, Gardner Minshew and stepped in if he got hurt because they got a really bad offensive line and a really bad team overall. 
Um, but he went to the Cowboys, and I, I really, really love this signing for the Cowboys. They get a very solid quarterback as their backup for Dak Prescott for only $3 million. They cut Cooper Rush, who was their backup before. Um, and he, I think he freed, that, that move freed up $2 million. I like that decision. Now they have a very solid quarterback. I don't know if, if Dalton was brought in to put pressure on Dak to get a deal done and to sign a contract. Um, but I think that was in the back of Jerry Jones' mind when he made this move. I, I don't know if they're bringing Dalton in to put pressure on Dak. I think they might be. Um, I don't know if this will accomplish that, if that is their motive doing this. But at the end of the day, I think this is a great signing. Getting Dalton as your backup quarterback is a great move. I love this signing. And he's very cheap. Like They're getting him at $3 million guaranteed, $7 million including incentives. I love this signing. They get a good backup, assuming they get a deal done with Dak Prescott. And even if they don't get a deal done with Dak Prescott, they still have a very solid starting option in Dalton for on a really, really cheap contract. But of course, looking at the contract, he's probably gonna be a backup and they're gonna and I expect them to get a deal done with Dak Prescott. Uh, but I, I like the signing. Uh, but look out, because things could get interesting if Dak continues to hold out. Alright, I am joined by my stepdad. Uh, he's joining me to talk about Tyrell Terry, who is one of, in my opinion, one of the most intriguing prospects in the twenty twenty or yeah, twenty twenty NBA draft. Um, I know we tried to do a pod of, like a week back um, about the NFL draft. The idea didn't work out on that one. Thanks for joining me. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts. I wanted to have you come on the pod and talk about Tyrell Terry because I'm very interested in him. And I couldn't, like when I was first watching him, I could not get a feel for him. Um, and I've seen a lot of differing opinions. I've seen a lot of people have him. Or a lot of sites, not even have him as like a top 20 guy. And then the Ringer released their NBA draft guide, and they had him ranked as the number 8th player in the draft. So it seems like you're either 100% in on Tyler Terry, or you're not in at all. Yeah, it's uh, the majority of the things I've seen is at best late first round, which you look at his highlights, he is an offensive machine. He is... Uh, I mean, he's a small guard. He's 6'1", 160. Um, so he's short. Obviously, he'll put muscle on, you know, when he gets in the NBA. Um, but, you know, freshman year at Stanford, he was, you know, 14.6 points, uh, four and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. So, um, you know, nothing spectacular just from the stats. But watching his highlights, um, he has a definite shoot-first mentality. As soon as he... The ball touches his hands. He is looking to put up a shot. Um, he didn't have. He doesn't have great handles, but I mean, you know, a solid ability to control the ball. Um, he um, or a lot of stuff I saw was like I said, late first round. Even some of them were not even first round pick. So the eight, the eighth overall from the ringer, I don't see that. Other than you know, offensive ability. Maybe he might be a top ten offensive player, but if you put the whole, you know, the whole person, the whole athlete together, um, going over a quick things, he's like I said, great shooter, uh, almost forty one percent from three, yeah, um, almost ninety percent from the uh, free throw line, um, as a true freshman, uh, nine twenty point games, um, 
on top of his ability to shoot and get off quick shots, um, he's a really good passer. He is, um, especially the full court passes, he um, is really good at, you know, court awareness, really high basketball IQ. So as an offensive player, yes, definitely a, um, you know, a lottery, probably even a mid to high lottery, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12, I guess 12 would be at the end of the lottery. But, you know, definitely a lottery pick. But his the question marks is his defense. He is, you know, first five, five eight seconds of the defense of the shot clock, he really runs through screens and, and works, but then he just kind of takes plays off. It's kind of weird. It, it's um, a lot of comparisons were like a poor man's Trey Young, which obviously he doesn't have the ball handling ability of Trey. Um, but, you know, similar, really deficient on, um, on defense. So, you know, he does have some highlights of you know, off the ball, getting steals, um, kind of sagging off his man. Um, and then when he gets the ball, like I said, it's instant offense. It's it's fun to watch. But um, and I know we talked about it earlier, um, you know, this week. And you know, he, he said he reminds you a lot of um, Steph Curry at Davidson when he came out um, of Davidson. So you know, similar similarities are there. But I just don't think like uh, I just don't think that he'll ever have the ball handling ability to be as good as Trey or Curry. Um, you know, obviously really good offense, obviously a really good shooter. And he shoots from deep in the college level. So the, you know, the lengthened NBA three will not be an issue for him, like a lot of um, players coming out of college into the NBA. But I, I just think that he's, um, you know, really exciting to watch and really um, definitely worth taking if he's there after the lottery for a backup point guard eventual starter. Or you know, an off the ball, um, you know, guard combo guard, uh, but you know his defense is really suspect. And you know, when he gets to guarding a, a taller defense, you know, taller guard, or even getting switched on uh, top of the key, that's going to be tough to um, for him to defend, and that's going to show really bad. Yeah, I I couldn't get a feel from at first. I was like. Okay, I'm, I'm watching the games, and I'm watching highlights, and I'm like, all right. And then I, I see the ra- the ringers ranking of him, and I'm like, okay, there's so many different opinions on him. Like, is this kid really a top-ten player in the draft? Now, after everything I've seen, I don't think he's a top-ten player in the draft. But I think this, I think he has a chance to be special. And there there is definitely something there. And if you don't think he's a first-round pick, I don't know what you're watching. I I think he is easily a first-round pick. Now, he's not a top-ten pick, and he's probably not even, maybe not even a top-five point guard, but he, he there's something there. He, he is special offensively. He's such a good playmaker. Um, as a passer, not he's not a, as good of a, he's not as good of a passer as like a, Ty, a Tyrese Halliburton, Lamelo Ball, or even Killian Hayes. But there's plays where you watch him and you're like, wow, this dude's really creative, and yeah. he's actually a much better passer than I expected. Mm-hmm. And my one issue with him, because he's a great shooter, an excellent shooter, he's very dynamic. He he can shoot off the catch, off the dribble, he can shoot moving shots. He shoots with the range. My one issue with him is his ball handling, because yep. at six one one sixty, 
if you can't handle the ball all that well, I think you're limited offensively, especially as a shot creator and a scorer. So he's not Trey Young. True, um, right. That that's a lazy <clears throat> comparison to me, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a good point guard, and I think he is a point guard. Do not play him at shooting guard. He is a good passer. He is a good. He can create offense. You gotta put the ball in his hands, and if you take him, you gotta be all in on Tyrell, on uh, Tyrell Terry. You can't just be like, oh, we're gonna play you off the ball. We're not gonna really trust you. No, you gotta go all in. If you're gonna pick him, go all in. Let him handle the ball. Let him make mistakes and let him grow, because there's room to de- for him to develop into a really, really nice point guard. And I think he fits this game today's game really, really well with his shooting ability and the creativity I see in the offensive end. And defensive, defensive uh, obviously, the worst part of his game is his defense. It, it's not special. I don't think it's awful. Uh, he's not getting lost. Like th- He's got IQ. It's not like he's just getting lost and God's just blowing past him. It's, there, I don't see that on film. Uh, I do see him struggle getting blown by and not being able to slide his feet at, that well on defense. And I'm not, I mean, of course, I don't expect him to, get, to be a good defender. He's 6'1", 160. Like, I'm just glad to see that he's extremely gifted offensively. Um, but the, the defense isn't so bad where I'm like, oh, we can't draft this guy. No, I think he's really, really good. Um, I think he's good enough defensively to where he can survive. I am afraid that if he takes a charge, he might die because he's so he's really, really small and slender. Although, I think he's taller than he actually is listed. Like, he looks taller. Yeah, he does. Like, I, On the court. He's he listed does, at 6'1", yeah. but when I watch him play, I think he's a little bit taller. Even 6'3", I think. I'm like, yeah. but, um, yeah, he's so gifted offensively. Um, there's a bunch of plays where I, I just, the, the I see passes that he makes where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm very intrigued by Tyrell Terry. Is he a top 10 player in the class? No, I don't think he is. Um, I think he's around... I don't think I would rank him ahead of Cole Anthony, um, even like as a point guard or, or a player overall. Um, I think he's probably the fifth best point guard in the class, but he's got a lot of potential. I would consider drafting him um, at, towards the end of the lottery. I think that's where he should go. Um, he shouldn't last until the 20s, and he shouldn't be available in the second round. This guy is easily a first-round pick. Um, and I would love to see him end up like on the Lakers. I think that would be a great fit for him. Uh, he doesn't have to be a primary ball handler. He can be a secondary ball handler. Uh, obviously, you want him to grow as a ball handler so he can improve his scoring ability and just over and just overall offensive game. Uh, but he can play besides LeBron. Uh, he can be a three-point th- uh, shooting threat for them. And they don't really have a good point guard in LA. Like Rondo is solid. Um, he, I think they need to give more minutes to, um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, the white guy. Caruso. Alex, yeah, Caruso, Alex Caruso, yeah. yeah. They need to give more minutes to him, but if you have Tyrell Terry, you can space the floor. Mm-hmm. You can actually trust him with the ball in his hands, and he is a game changer. He's not a game breaker, so he's not an elite prospect in my opinion, uh, but I think he's a very, very solid point guard. And there's something there. He does remind me of Steph Curry coming out of Davidson. I think they're literally the exact same player. I think Terrell was is a bit more 
um, a, a better passer than Curry was coming out of college. I I, I think that's um, I do think that's true. Uh, but like the shoot the scoring ability, the shooting, it's all there. And I now that I think about, it, I might be underselling him. Maybe he is closer to the top ten than I actually think. But I think the ball handling is so it it really is a weakness for him. I mean, there's plays where I've seen him try to split double teams, and he's getting ripped. And that just can't happen. Like, that doesn't happen with Cole Anthony um, and the elite point guards in this class. But the the scoring ability, the creativity as a passer, uh, the the awareness I see on defense, um, and he cares on defense. Like, he actually gives a crap. And that's something I don't see with, like, Anthony Edwards. And so that's what I, I care about that. I care when a guy cares on defense. If that's if that's all I can get from him on defense, I'm okay because he's six one one sixty. He's not going to be a great defender. I don't I don't expect him to be. Uh, but I think there's something there. I think he's a, a very intriguing prospect. I really like him, um, and, and he's probably going to be there late in the first round for a team like Boston, L.A. or the Lakers. Um, maybe like. Celtics. I was thinking of some other team that needed a point guard. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yes. That was one. That was my my thought process. Is Milwaukee, um, Philadelphia, uh, Lakers, possibly Celtics. Good team defensive teams. Right. You know, that right. Play good team defense. Yeah. Can over can can help overshadow his lack of defense and his offensive ability, his shooting, his passing on those teams is just. Just such a fit on those on those teams, yeah. And especially, it's a late pick. I, th- I think um, Milwaukee has, I think, two, like seventeen and twenty-one. Oh, so, two, really? I, I think they did. I, I could be wrong, but I thought, I thought there's they not had, that many teams with two first round right. picks. I, I thought there's they like... had seventeen and twenty-one, twenty-two, somewhere in there, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's, I mean, if he's there, seventeen up to the end of the first round, you've got, especially if you're one of those four teams that have a good. That have a good nucleus now, right? And you know, you know, you're you're one of the top two or three teams in in your conference. You add a, you know, an offensive, a, you know, great offensive shooter and really good passer to a team like that. That's I mean, it's just instant offense. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world. And the reason why I like him is okay. So let's say he develops the ball handling, and he's not going to become like one of the best ball handlers in the league. I think that's kind of unrealistic. Like right. that, that happened with Curry. Uh, but usually you don't see guys just become that or weak ball handlers in college go into the NBA and just develop that skill. It's kind of natural. Uh, but if, if I if I draft Tyrell Terry, I tell him, we are not going to limit you. We're going to let you make mistakes. We're going to let you have a huge role on our offense. But... This season, this off season, I want you to dribble a basketball twenty four seven. Like wait, when you wake up, pick up a basketball, dribble it, dribble it with both hands. Just work on your ball handling. I don't care if you just have to like practice crossovers on chairs all day. Do it, because if he develops that part of his game, he's gonna be one of the best point guards in this class. He's gonna be better than Cole Anthony. He's gonna be better than um, Ky- Kyra Lewis. He's gonna have a chance to be better than Tyrese Halliburton, um, who I really like. Um, and he's got a chance to be one of the best point guards in this class. And this is a great class for a great class for point guards. If you need a point guard, this is the class to get one. Because like I love Lamelo Ball, I love Hayes, I I love Halliburton, and then the next tier of guys like Cole Anthony, 
who I think is very solid. And then you have Kira Lewis, who I think deserves more love. Then you have Tyrell Terry, who's a guy, um, his potential is out of this world. Uh, but I like Tyrell Lewis, or, and, uh, Tyrell Terry. Um, I was thinking Tyrell Lewis, and he's right from <laughs> Alabama. But uh, Tyrell Terry. Another part of his game that we that we didn't really talk about is his finishing, which I thought was actually better than I expected. He can finish pretty creatively. He can, like, the reverse layups, he can, he can finish with both hands. Um, not a great finisher because of his size. Uh, but I, I like when I see a guy... Uh, when I see point guards have a good layup package where he can do, where he can finish in different ways at different angles, like he can do reverse layups. Um, he's got touch, um, and that's another thing I like about Terry. Yeah, it's um, I did notice a lot. He he does have a good ability of finishing around the rim, but he a lot of times he chooses not to. I think that's because of his size. Right. He he will if he goes around a, um, a screen or you know pick and roll, he'll take one or two dribbles and then take the shot. Right. Which I mean. You know, great shooters want to shoot, so I get that. But I wonder if it's the size um, that's keeping him from that. And right. at the next level NBA, with better four spacing, unless he goes to Philadelphia, that he would have more lane to go to. So I wonder if that ga- that part of the game will change. Yeah, I don't know. But that was one thing that I noticed and that I've heard some other scouts talking about, um, you know, the lack of him going to the hole. Yeah. So it's – I mean, you can't – can't argue too much about a guy that with that much ability to score, yeah. but um, yeah, obviously the, the closer to the goal you you can get, the easier. Yeah, uh, I love Terry. I think he's, I, I really like him. Um, I I just what I see now, um, uh, I I don't know if he's worth a top ten pick. I think there's a good. I think there's an argument that he's better than Cole Anthony. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I do, and I like Cole Anthony. Like he's a special player. Um with his shot-making ability, but I think, I just think Terry has a, a higher ceiling as a point guard in today's league. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't know if he's a better like player the, yeah. than, than Anthony, but I think he's got a much higher ceiling. Right. Um, and that's what I was going to say. My um, my comparison, but don't don't shout at me when I, when I say this, but it, because of his ability, because of his offense ability, he has the ability to one day, not anytime soon, one day – be like Damian Lillard, okay. Because because of his outstanding shot making, the fact that he already can and will shoot from distance, not just you know a, a twenty yeah. footer. He'll shoot a thirty thirty five footer if it's open. So he's got a. If he can focus, get better on the other stuff, his offense is already NBA ready. Right. So uh, if he can make do with and get better progressively with his defense and his um oh, I just went blank. Um with his with his defense. Right. That I think that he could be, you know, one of those, you know, stars. Yeah. Not a superstar. Right, yeah. But a really good, you know, perennial all star, um, perennial, you know you know, once once a couple times a year, maybe throw up fifty, um, you know, when you're hitting shots. Um, but just you know that type of exciting uh, offensive player. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you you had you were comparing Terry to Lillard, right? No, not comparing, but saying that's that that could no, be. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just mentioned yeah. because I've heard a lot of Lillard comparisons for Cole Anthony. Oh, okay. No, no. So I didn't uh, know. But no, no. Yeah. For for Terry, but just because of his offense, same size. I think they're right. Both 6'1". I think uh, Lillard's bigger. Yeah. I think Lillard's course, a little bit yeah. thicker. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I don't think he has. I don't think he has the same shot making ability. And when I say that, I mean like like his ability to create shots, sure, off yeah. the dribble mm-hmm. and off like step backs and hitting moving shots. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's at the level of Willard. Um, but I think the Curry comparison is great. Like yeah. honestly, I I know that's crazy, but coming out of college, they're literally like the same player. Yeah, they really are. Like his, like Terry's ability to move off the ball, move off, come off screens, and his dynamic shot, like his shooting is so dynamic because he can shoot off the dribble and off the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Curry, and they both were not great ball handlers, were not great uh, point guards. They weren't the prototypical point guard, yeah. um, but Curry developed into that, and I think Terry could. And if Terry does, like, it's going to be scary, yeah. especially if he lasts into the later rounds and a team like Philly gets him. Because mm-hmm. they need spacing, or if Milwaukee gets them, I do think you have to be patient because it's going to be a process for him to reach his potential if he does, of course. Uh, but yeah, I just hope a team allows him to grow and drafts him confidently. There, I, I hope a team isn't hesitant with him and his development. I hope a team allows him to make mistakes and allows him to grow. Because uh, there definitely is something there, and I think his potential is really, really high. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of in the middle. Like I'm not like all in where I'm like, oh, this dude's a top five pick. He's a top ten pick. He's like one of the best point guards in the draft. I'm not there yet. I still I think he needs to grow, but the potential's definitely there. Um, and I think I would draft him around like ten to um, like. 17 around there middle of the lottery um late of lottery maybe a little bit past that uh but yeah i i hope he ends up on a contender um like milwaukee that would be fun to watch maybe he could replace eric blood so soon because blood terrible offensively and is was unplayable was borderline unplayable in the playoffs uh last year when they lost to the raptors um but I'd love to see them add more spacing yep. around Giannis because if they get a, a a point guard that can create offensively, um, and just get another option besides Chris Middleton, they're they're going to be extremely dangerous. And I think Terry would be amazing in Milwaukee. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd also love to see him in LA because uh, him playing with LeBron would be so good for him because he doesn't have to be a primary ball handler right away. He can be a secondary ball handler. He can play off the ball, which is a huge strength of his. And um, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis are great defenders. They got a lot of good defenders on that team, so he doesn't really have to worry about that. Um, he doesn't have to worry about that game being exposed as much as he, as it would on other teams. And uh, even Philly, they need they need if they're gonna keep Ben Simmons and Embiid together, right. they need to just add shooting and spread the floor. I do think they need to get rid of get rid of one of them. I would personally get rid of Embiid, but that's a topic for another podcast. Um, but they just need to add shooting, add floor spacing, and Terry is the perfect guy for that. And I don't understand how people I don't see how people could like watch him. And then watch today's game, how it's played, how guys who can shoot with range, who can create offensively, and combined with his passing ability, why people will think, eh, second rounder. No, he's like a first-round talent. Easy. In, in my opinion, he is easily a first-round talent. Yeah, easily. And it, I mean, if he's there, I mean, I think we have this similar belief. You know, 10, 11, 12, that's, that might be a reach. 
But if it fits your team, if you've got yeah. a team, like, like you said, with um, with Philly because, or with L.A. that have a bigger guy, maybe that LeBron or Ben Simmons that runs the point, even though they're bigger, not maybe a true point guard. So he wouldn't have to dribble it, wouldn't have to have the handles that he doesn't right. have, but still is the point guard and still can run around and look for the shot. Yeah. I mean, that would just, I mean, just open everything up. I mean, to me, it makes so much sense for um, Milwaukee's first pick. I think it's 17. Um, and if he's there at 17, which I'm pretty sure he will be, yeah. um, that I, I think that that would be an, an amazing pick for them. Yeah. I, I just hope he doesn't go to a team where he has to be the guy, has to be a, a, a great point guard right away. Like, if he went to the Pistons, yeah. which he's not, but, like, that would not be a good situation because they're a terrible franchise, um, to be honest. Um, or if he just went to a team like the Hornets, I, I well, they don't really need a point guard. I've they I've seen like Cole Anthony to them. Um, or if he went to the Knicks, just he needs to go to a situation where it's where maybe the they don't have to be contending, but where he can kind of be a secondary ball handler at first, and where he has room to grow, and where he where they're not asking like we need you to be a great playmaker, and we need you to be our number one guy in offense right away. We need you to be our main creator. I don't think he can fill that role right away. He needs to be your second guy. Yeah, if, um, if, if he can lead the second team uh, yeah. off the bench or, you know, with the seven, right. and then, you know, like the teams we've said, you know, Bledsoe for, yeah. behind him for a year, behind Ben Simmons or some, with Ben Simmons some, or, you know, behind Rondo. I mean, right. that's the, the perfect situation yeah. that they can – you know, slowly put them in the game more and more as the year go- next year goes on, and then the following year, so the second year in the league, be ready to start. Yeah. Or, you know, six man or something like that. Yeah, that's right. complete sense. Yeah, I just I just don't want him to go to a team where they they put him um, in this role where he has to create and he has mm-hmm. and he's the main guy and he's he's their primary scorer. I just don't think that's a great fit. Right. And I think that's going to hurt his development. I think he would fail in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he can be the secondary ball handler and a secondary creator, I think that's a really, really good situation for him. And he's a starter. Like, I would start him right away, um, especially if I'm a contender late in the round that I get him. Uh, I definitely would do that. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested to see where he goes. He's going to probably fall away into the first yep. round. He might not even be a first-round pick, which would be crazy to me, but that might happen for some reason. But yeah, I really like Terry. Um, I, I really, really like him. I, I'm, I'm in on him. Yeah, I, I think that he's, like like I've said, I mean, anytime you compare somebody to Curry, Lillard, even yeah. Trey, I mean, you, you got to think that his future is, you know, trending up. And, yeah. I mean, he – You'd have to take a shot on him. Now I understand if you if you've got three or four guards and you need you know bigger men you know you need big guys or something. But it's it's just he's you don't find that much talent, especially late in the first round. Yeah. You know, like last year, what Thibel or Thibel, whatever his name is. Thibel. Yeah, he was late first round, right? Yeah. But I mean, he was a defensive um, specialist, right? You know, kind of a you know a detriment on the offense, but. You don't find someone that that much offensive ability, yeah. That you can that it will be there mid late first round, especially in a weak draft class, right? Because this is a you know you know the class right now is you know compared to two years three years ago it's nowhere near as good, right? So 
don't know. It, yeah, I, I think teams are going to be kicking themselves if they pass on him. Yeah. Um, in the right situation, I think he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of teams pay. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make them regret not Good. picking him. But yeah, I like him. Um, that's all I got to say. Yeah, anything else? Good. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Terry. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you want to see more content from us here at The Wire, check out our website at thewiresports.com. We have articles. We have this podcast under the podcast tab. We also have a YouTube channel. Go check out. Check that out. Uh, but yeah, I uh, hope you all enjoyed this, and I will see you all next time. Oh, 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 oh,